Welcome to A Woman's Brew, where women talk about beer. For today's Lager Series episode, we're fully embracing our chat GTPs and very wise words of A Bock a Day Keeps the Bad Vibes Away. I'm Joanne and this is Tori. Hello, hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. So, chat GTP's wide words. So basically, I was like, oh, I could talk about Boktoberfest, because I was like, every time I think of like box, I think like Boktoberfest. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's not a thing, but it's oh. just like, that's like the obvious like, oh, right. drink box in October, it's Boktoberfest. Okay. But I was like, yeah, well, it's not quite like late enough in the year to be yeah. able to talk about that. So I was like... Oh, there's got to be some other... Literally, I was like, there has to be some other beer puns. I was like, okay. chat GPT, tell me. Some Bok Tell puns. me. I think I literally put in Bok puns... I think I put in, like, Bok beer puns phrases or whatever. And it just came up with a bunch of stuff. And I was like, nah, I don't like any of those. <laughs> and then I was like, next. next. Please. I, did, I said please after every okay. time. Okay. Every time I was like, more please. And then it said some more. And I was like, also don't like those. More please. <laughs> And then finally it gave me a bock a day keeps the bad vibes away. Okay. There was a lot that I wanted to use, but it's really hard to shoehorn in. Right, like, right, right. Um, One of my favourites was like, we're bocked and loaded. Like, bocked bo- and bo- loaded? Bock and load. Bock and load. <laughs> we're going on in a beer adventure or something oh, like that. And okay. then there was another one, because I said, you okay. know, give me some good puns and that yeah. sense. So they gave me that one. And then right. there was also like, we're so bock and roll. And okay. like stuff like that and I was like these are good these are but they're really better. hard to shoehorn in <laughs> so I was like you know what this is the best one that I can do yeah and yeah. It, was, it was the best a bock a day keeps the bad vibes away yeah I think so, I think that was the best of that bunch um if mystery. you're watching if you're watching the video what are we talking about we don't know it's mystery we are together again here we are um and we're carrying on our lager series, and we're going to look at the family of Bock beers, because Bock isn't just one type of beer, there's several different ones, so we thought we'd... I've got... I had a few in my fridge, uh, we're spending some time together, so we thought we'd bring them and taste them together. Why not? So, right? Three we crack one Here open? we are. Let's Bock and roll. Let's... <laughs> God. Let's, let's crack a Bock open. So we've got, this is a traditional bock uh, that we picked up from Overtone. It's called Einbeck. Um, I will get into why it's called Einbeck shortly because that oh. goes into the Sorry. history of bocks. Uh, we grabbed this beginning of the year. Yeah. <laughs> it's she not our date. She, it's she says that she checks the best As I before. The best before, it's not our date. Okay. We did, because we um, intended to do, we yes. did actually intend to do some things that we're going to do later. We yeah. got this for a specific reason <laughs> and the specific style for a specific reason, which yes. we don't want to kind of like, no, I feel like that's big reveal. big reveal. You need to listen Spoilers. to the end of the episode to kind of understand why. Um, so we bought this for a specific reason, which we will get into at the end of the episode. Um, but I've been hanging on to it because we wanted to drink it together and we wanted to do this particular thing with it. However, this is a, a traditional box. So it's a single bock. Um, well, let's crack it and then I'll tell you a little bit about bock beer. Hoping it's not too on the warm side. Nah, it'd be right. Can put it in the fridge when we're done. Okay. Right, so what is the bock beer style? It is a lager because we are doing a lager, lager series. Sure are. Um, and it's brewed with lager yeast. It usually uses Vienna, Munich, and dark malts and is lightly hopped with continental European hops. Uh, I'm not going to get into Dr. Doom Bloom today. We'll save that for another day. <laughs> You've already heard um, of me, Dr. You probably you have probably already heard, heard that. Of me, Go back to the other episodes if you want to hear Dr. Doom Bloom. Um, the ABV is higher than your average German beers. Because it normally sits between 6 to 7%. 6.3%. There we so go. There we go. Perfect. Straight in the middle. Matches. Um, this beer is traditionally brewed in the spring. Uh, and this is so that it could be stored until the winter months. So before temperature control, brewers could not brew in the summer because wild yeast would spoil the beer very quickly because they didn't know how to uh, refrigerate it, etc. So they put a ban on brewing in the summer months because it was too hot. So this oh. would be brewed in the spring and then it would be stored in cold caves 
uh, until the winter months, maybe around October first. October first ones would come <laughs> out. Um, so these beers had a high ABV, so they could last longer. Um, it's also thought that it was brewed by Bavarian monks to sustain them through their fasting periods. Um, sometimes it's called the the bread, like the bread of beers. It is very bready. Toasty. It's got a little bit of caramelliness. To I was going to say it's, it's like those. a little bit lighter than some. Like yeah. it's bready, but it is on like a lighter, more caramelised. So it's got the mm-hmm. like because it's got Vienna and Munich malts in it. It's going to have that kind of toasty, that lovely breadiness, like ambery. Yeah, it's a good, it's a nice dark amber colour, dark amber for sure. Yeah. With almost yeah. like the beigeish head. It's not the yeah. brightest head. It's a bit beige. Yeah. Oh, I can like see the bubbles, the carb bubbles going up. Yeah. So it's got a bit of that bitterness from the hops that you see from the continental hops. A bit of woodiness. Maybe a little bit of spiciness. It's nice. It's drinkable. It's really, it's very light. It's quite like thinner mouthfeel. Yeah. Quite easy to drink. I think it is one of those lagers that you can drink. Higher quantities of, in my opinion. I know that's like higher ABV, but I do feel like it doesn't taste like a 6.3%. Yeah, no, it's it's very quite easy drinking. Yeah, so this is a single bock. Um, there are six styles of bock beer. Um, so there's the May bock, which may, may also be called the Helles bock, um, which is associated with the spring months, particularly in May. Hence, oh my god, May no bock! I did have the in our Star Wars episode. I had the May the bock beer yep. with you. That S three um, one Utopians Rain bock. Is a Maybok, um, and a more traditional version is Iyanga's Maybok. Um, it is lighter in colour than your regular bok than this one, so it'd be a lighter colour, hence why it's often called the Helles bok as well, because it's a similar colour to Helles. Um, go back to our Helles episode if, if you, you don't know, know what that is. Helles looks like. <laughs> um, Tip: It's also a lager. Yeah, but it is. <laughs> it's a similar ABV to this. It's drier and has a hoppier character. So, you know, because it's kind of going along those Helles lines. So you've got that. Um, the Dunkelbock is closely related to the original Bock. Um, and it is brewed in Einbeck. We're going to talk about Einbeck in a moment. Um, it can be difficult, however, to find a proper version of a Dunkelbock outside of Germany. Some craft brewers are experimenting with them. The closest that I've personally found to it when I was doing my Cicerone studies and, and such like was the Einbecker Erbock Dunkel. So if you want to try that, have a look out for one of those. Um, we also have next the Doppelbock. Now I think a lot of people, if you think of Bock, people have probably heard of Doppelbock. Yeah. Um, it's similar to a regular Bock, but the colour can range from gold to black. Oh, that's and, quite a range, yeah. isn't that? And so you almost, eight, yeah. could you kind of go like, I wonder what I'm going to get? Yeah, you could do. You just don't know. It's like a fe- when we talk about the fest beers. Right, we're like, what is that? It's like you don't know what you're going to get from yeah. that. Um, the ABV is higher. And although doppel can sometimes be thought to mean double the ABV, this beer is not necessarily double that of a regular box. Um, it sits usually between 7 and 12%, so it is higher than this, but obviously not necessarily double. double. Um, very famous ones are Celebrator by Iyengar, which you might try in a minute, and Paulaner's Salvatore, which are two versions that you can try. Now, the Celebrator usually comes with a little um, goat... Uh, um, like... Uh, decoration attached to it, yeah, like a little goat decoration. We'll talk about why goats. I was going to say it's it's probably really important to know about the goat thing because I feel like everywhere you see uh, box, you see goats. So it will be really interesting. I will. I'll tell you about that in a moment. I don't really know why, and I feel like it's going to be interesting. Uh, So we do have a double box that we will try shortly. So we're going to circle back to that. Um, Another version. So I'm kind of going up by ABV here. So there's also the Weizenbock. Now, technically, a Weizenbock is made with Weizen yeast, which is an ale yeast, therefore it's not a lager. 
So although we're doing a lager episode, a Weizenbock, we're going to talk about it because it is a Bock, but it is not a lager. So it's, you know, just to be confusing, <laughs> there is a different one. Um, it is also thought to be the youngest of the Bock family because as a style, it was only developed in 1907. That feels like it is really funny to... Oh, <laughs> That's the youngest. Only developed in 1907. 1907. But if you think about, like... I feel like all of the like I feel I feel like there's so many of these different styles that yeah. takes like the uh, the vice beer and then kind of like does something so like hop and vice hop and vice that's, yeah. that was one that's like oh it's newer but it's also not like super yeah. new but yeah that is yeah. not quite as old as not, this one not new it's new new in the grand quote in the grand scheme of beer it's new um, so it's similar to the doppelbock but it's brewed with wheat and uses as I said vice and yeast. Um, so it's not really yaga because vice and yeast isn't our yeast, but it provides those banana and clove notes that you expect to get from a vice and beer. Interesting. So it's like a hefeweizen. Uh, so you combine that with darker malts and the flavours of a doppelbock, and you've got a winning combination. It sounds nice, to yeah. be fair. Like we have one of those as well to Ooh. share tonight. So we have Excite. Schneider's uh, Aventus. Um, and another version that you can find is also Weinstefana's Vitus. Um, those are both excellent versions of the style if you want to try those. So I can highly recommend. And we'll, we'll talk about the Aventus shortly because we're going to try that as well. Then at your highest end of the box, you've got the Eisbock. Hello. Hello, friend. <laughs> um, so the Eisbock uses a Doppelbock, but it freeze distills it. So this removes some of the water content and concentrates the alcohol, making it much stronger. Uh, there's not much hop character to this beer, and it usually has a pronounced fruity character. Some examples that you might see, uh, a traditional version is Kongbacker's Icebox. We have one of those to try later. Uh, and also in the UK, Pillars regularly make an Icebox in the winter. They make Christmas it yearly, time. and I yes. have... You've got one. You've got, got one three. Here. You've yeah. got all three. Yep. So you can usually get them. They're a special edition. Um, they I'm normally trying... do. So they normally do yeah. one at a time, but then they do tend to kind of like release. They'll go like barrel yeah. age and this year's and that year's and whatever. So I yeah. got two years. I think it was two years worth and a barrel aged one. Nice. I think. That's I think exciting. that's what it was. But I've got three different ones. Yeah. So if you want to try. <laughs> If you want to try that style, Pillars is a good place. I think they still those. got them on sale. Actually. Yeah, I think they probably still have. You can probably still have them. We can link to that in the show notes and you can go try one. They are like a yearly one to yeah. look forward to as well. They're very yeah. good. I've had one before a few, like two years ago. Yeah. Me. Really good. Shall we crack open the Doppelbock before we get into the history of Bock beer? Sounds good. Let's do that. All right, so. We're going to share a Doppelbock. This is Celebrator, which is fun from Iyengar. Um, it's one of the very well-known Doppelbocks that's out there. And as I said, you, normally it comes with like a little goat-like decoration on it. Um, this one did not have it. Yeah, but everywhere... Well, I mean, there's like a there's ram on it. Yeah. yeah, there's goats on there. I'll talk about, I'll talk about goats in a minute. Also, can I just say as well, what yeah. made me chuckle at the start when I said Boktoberfest, yeah. and there was like... And we were like, oh, box and stuff. From in the US, where I'm from in the US, there was like this big chain. This is like such a tangent, but it just makes me <laughs> chuckle. Where I'm from, there's like literally a chain of like car dealerships. Okay. And the surname is Bock, but it's spelled B-O-C-H. Okay. And they were called like Ernie Bock, and there was Ernie Bock Jr. Right. And then they'd like, every October, they'd have a sale on their cars, and they'd go, <laughs> it's Boktoberfest! Like right, every every from. October. that Yeah, so that's what's in my right. head, is like, it's Boktoberfest! And I'm like, oh, it's Boktoberfest. So it makes me chuckle right. when I think of Bock beers, and I, I just think Ernie Bock Jr. <laughs> and Boktoberfest. Because this is like like at least a decade if not more yeah. of my life growing up and every year they'd go it's Boktoberfest wow that is <laughs> that is a proper tangent but, but cool I mean it's not it's a tangent <laughs> but it's not a massive tangent is it no. because it's also yeah. Boktoberfest <laughs> right let's share this out and we'll talk about the tasting notes and then I'll tell you a little bit about the history of Bok beer and why the goat is so important is that like greatest of all time 
But well, so I was going to say, like, so nowadays we think of <laughs> we think of goat as the greatest of all time. Is the Bock beer the greatest beer of all time? Might be. You tell us, dear listeners. Get hold of us. Tell what, us. Is, a is it the goat beer? of the lager? Is it the goat of the lager? Is it? Oh, you need to tell us. Okay, so this is significantly darker Much than so like our ruby. Other one. Yeah, it is like a ruby. Root chestnut. Chestnutty yeah. ruby color. Chestnutty ruby. It's got that same kind of beige foamy head on the top. It's like a yeah. So it's like a chestnut, but then the highlights like a ruby highlight. Yeah. It's nice got that, like, smells more like the malts are really heavy yeah. in the aroma. Like, it smells sugar. like when you go, it's like when you go to a brewery and you go to, like, the grain store. Yeah. That is, smells like a grain store. So and I love malty. it. And that's what I love. Yeah. So most versions are dark coloured and may display the caramelising and Maillard production of decoction mashing. Um, I feel like we talked about decoction we have. before, Do you but want I'll, I'll say it again. Yeah. So decoction mashing is, it's a very German process. Um, a portion of the malt is taken out during the mashing and it is boiled, which then obviously caramelises a bit and then is added back into the mash. Now, science says that nowadays they don't need to do that to get the maltiness in their beers, but it's a very traditional process and some breweries are like, no, our beers do not taste the same if we don't do a decoction mash. I... When I homebrew, I have a very small kit. Like, it's literally two pots on the stove. So I had, a, yeah, I had a go <laughs> at decoction mashing, which is very easy for me because I literally scooped some mash out, put it in another saucepan, boiled it, and chucked it back in again. That is not so simple if you've, you know, if you think about these massive kits. mash tons and the big kits, it's not so easy to take a portion, like, say, like a third of that out, boil it bring it to the boil boil it for a certain amount of time and then add it back in again it also makes the brewing process a lot longer so nowadays it's not as efficient but there are breweries that will swear by the fact that they cannot produce the same beer without that being part of the process um so it's an interesting historical way of brewing that is still done today um so that you can also get paler versions they tend to not have the same richness and dark malt flavours as the dark ones, obviously. And they might be drier and hoppier. Uh, most traditional examples are in the lower end of the range of ABV. Some can have no upper limit for gravity, alcohol and bitterness, uh, which means that it provides a home for very strong lagers. It says BJCP. <laughs> so this is a, a strong, rich and very multi german lager. Uh, and it has the darker versions will have richly developed deep malt flavors, which I think just from the aroma we're just getting smells that like it. And paler versions are more hoppy, <sighs> obviously. It just smells beautiful. It, just, like, it, it smells, smells like what I love. It smells like autumn, right? It does. Like it, I think it smells like yeah, drinking it. It just smells like ingre- like the best ingredients, the things that I love the most, and it just yeah, it's got that like satisfying maltiness bit of dried fruit there's more body to this as well yeah because there's a bit more bit. alcohol in it bit dry Celebrator like a bit of dryness to it is oh it's only 6.7 percent so it's the That's same fair. abv as the last one maybe very similar in abv um but i just i think those malts have just given it a, a more... i think it just feels more i mean it does yeah. feel more like celebratory yeah yeah i could say so myself so what's all this goat yeah, what is the goat? What is the greatest me, of all time? Let me explain that to you. So, it's a goat. Bock beer originated in northern Germany, particularly in the city of Einbeck. This was probably around the 1400s. By the 1600s, it was also being brewed in southern Germany, uh, and the Bavarian accent pronounced Einbeck as Ein Bock. Oh. Which actually means Billy Goat. <laughs> right. So therefore, the name of the beer got shortened to Bock because people are lazy. And since then, beers of this style tend to be de- depicted with a goat on their label uh, because Ein Bock means Billy Goat. So consumers were lazy and said it wrong. <laughs> That's why there's goats on the label. And if you watch the video, you can see in Celebrator, there are definite billy goats on the label 
Also, there's a bit of a naming convention um, that if you make a doppelbock, it has to kind of have that um, rater name at the end. So, Celebrator is Iyengers. Um, Salvatore is another one. And our own UK uh, lager brewers, um, Braybrook, made their doppelbock and they called it Radiator. <laughs> oh, I did. So, I've yeah. had, obviously, I've had yeah. that. And I think, yeah. I don't really, I just thought, why are they calling it that? That's because it was keeping with that naming convention of Celebrator, uh, Salvatore, radiator that's, in, that's interesting because yeah. i think yeah. like i just thought like oh that's an interesting name mm. like didn't even yeah just thought oh that's got to mean something but like, i think like we're so used to our craft beer names being yeah being a bit weird so like or like random like sometimes yeah. i feel like it's like the more random the yeah better. the better and you kind of just go, oh, well, yeah, all right. So that's why that's why that was called that. And Fun you really, fact. You don't really you. think about it, and now I'm like, oh, okay. And yeah. I'm trying to think: is there any others that I like? Is there any reason why? So actually, yes, there is a reason why they have that. So um, Paulina's Doppelbock is called Salvatore, as I said before, which is a reference to the Savior. So Paulina was a was a monastery at the time, uh, and the monks were brewing this beer. It was, in fact, it was referred to as liquid bread because it was what the brewers uh, is what the monks would would drink to sustain them during their Lenten fast. That's how I feel. Oh, I've got a Lenten. I've got a Lenten beer. There you go. Oh. See, so okay. um, so when it was first sold to the public, it was sold during eight days in April because of Lent. So then other breweries caught on and started using the name Salvatore, but there was then a trademark dispute, and in the end, other breweries are only allowed to use the suffix ATOR, so A-T-O-R. So they can have other names like Celebrator, I still don't understand. Radiator, but they're not allowed to use Salvatore. But I still don't understand Salvatore, but like what is Because it was for the saviour for Lent. I think I'm just missing that like religious aspect to it where I was like who's yeah. Salvatore so because he's the savior because Jesus is the savior yeah and it, they weren't they weren't drinking or they were they weren't eating for Lent yeah so the beer would sustain them through Lent yeah so it was for their savior Salvatore okay I guess I get, get that because I just think of that like someone's name oh yeah no <laughs> <laughs> I was like who is Salvatore that is a reference to the savior Jesus. Like salvation, yeah, yes. I get it. Yeah. But like I feel like I just wouldn't have like I just wouldn't have thought of that. I'd have been like, hey, Salvatore sounds like a nice guy. <laughs> I bet he makes a mean beer. It's because of the mice. That, <laughs> that makes you it's think of earlier of today. <laughs> what was he said? Spicy Mark. Spicy Mark. I said spicy Mark. You said spicy Mark. I said spicy Mark. There is no spicy mark. There probably, probably is like, actually. We probably, probably like to meet spicy. No, mark. let's be real. There probably is a spicy mark. There I want to give him a high five. That's great. Mark? Do you? Do you know spicy mark? It was. Yeah. It was the fact that he said spicy mark, and now I'm going like, who, who's, <laughs> who's Salvatore? Salvatore? I bet Salvatore is like a really no. great brewer. Yeah. If you're a brewer named yeah. Salvatore, get in touch. Yeah. We want to try your beer. <laughs> right. uh, what do you think of this doppelbock? No doppelbock for you. <laughs> the no. doppelbock. What do you think of it? I think I prefer the single box. I prefer the double But I box. think it's only because... I really like the double box. But I think it's because we've already had other beers today. We're on a little pub crawl this afternoon. Um, I don't know. I think the double box's my jam. I really like it. I think there's a time and place for both. I think I'd... Um, let me just have a sip of the other. Hold on. I think the single box is definitely more quantity. Mm. Like, I can drink more of that, mm-hmm. whereas the Doppelbock, I feel like I just want to sip and savour yeah. that, yeah. and I probably would maybe have, like, that That feels like the one I'd have snacks with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I'd probably have, like, one really nice glass Yeah. with snacks, maybe watching a film or something. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Right, should we crack open the Vizen Bock? Aventis from yes. Schneider. So this is technically 
Not a lager. What is not a lager? Soz, no. I know we're doing a lager episode. This is not a lager. I'm sorry. Hold the phone. Yeah. Wee, wee. So it's a wheat beer brewed with wheat beer yeast, with, with German Weiss beer yeast. Um, but it is a bock as well. So it's, it's a nice little crossover. So I thought we'd do it as well. Might as well. Right. Just see what we think. This is an exciting one. I'm not going to lie. And I normally like their beers anyways. Yeah, so. Okay. Um, similar colour to the box. Uh, Slightly yeah. I feel like it's kind of in between. Yeah. This feels like colour-wise it's in between the single yeah. box and the doppel box. Because it is still, it is like a really dark amber with like the chestnutty highlights yeah. to it. Less head in this, I think. Smell that. Oh, banana, clove, dried fruit. But there's almost like an element of like, maybe just for mine, I don't know, maybe just like an element of woodiness to it as well. There's yeah, almost like a woody, sl- it's not smoky, but almost like a slightly smokiness because I think it's like that, wo- like when you have a woodiness, yeah. that is like that earthy, woody, bordering on that smoky yeah. element to it. Yeah. So this is a strong, malty, fruity, wheat-based ale, combining the best malt and yeast flavours of a Weiss beer with the malty-rich flavour, strength and body of a Dunkelbock or Doppelbock. What's the percentage? 8.2%. Yeah, it's a big boy. Yeah. So Aventis, the one that we're drinking right now, is the world's oldest top-fermented wheat Doppelbock. Oh, wow. And it was created, created in 1907. By the Schneider Weiss Brow House in Munich, as we said, 1907. 1907. Which, it's like, it's new. So it's, it's the like, oldest version. Like new, new. <laughs> but it is new compared to a box that have been being brewed since like the 1400s. Can you, can you just like, like, can you imagine 1907 and someone's just like, I've got an idea. I've got a new, I've got a new <laughs> beer for you, I've people. got an idea. It's going to be innovative AF. <laughs> Like, have you got? Do you guys like box? Do you like wheat? Let's How put about them a wheat box <laughs> together? What do we say? So this is eight point two percent. It's between. Sounds like one of my half cooked ideas. Oh, it's good. <laughs> between six point four and nine percent. Usually, it's interesting because there is like almost a darker yeah element to the taste. It definitely like. Definitely, you can tell that that's a higher ABV than the other two. Yeah. And I think those like banana y, clovey, like those those spiced sort of notes the to it. Esters and the fennels. The, yes, the esters and the fennels. I was going to say the banana, the banana <laughs> esters. Yes. Uh, so I feel like those are definitely like those spicy notes yeah. to it are definitely more kind of. They're not subtle because it's very obvious, but they're more on the back end of the tape like it's not that like the first sip isn't that it is almost like it's hard to put into words because it almost feels like this like darker yeah it is darker immediately and then the background is just like oh yeah the all the undertones Mm. as opposed to the overtone we had earlier the (laughs) undertones are very much those wheat beer yeah characteristics yeah I like it I think it's got a a fun I think it's got a lot going on I think I like it more than a double walk. Again, I feel... Oh, I don't know. This is really hard. Oh, controversial. It's really hard, is it? I feel like time and place for me. Oh, yeah. Like, right now. There's almost like a slight bit of smokiness to it as well, for me. Um, I kind of feel like it is a little bit... It's heavier and bolder in terms mm-hmm. of, like, the flavours and mm-hmm. everything. And I kind of feel like... This is definitely more of a sipper yeah. than the other two, where the other two I find are like, this is out of all of them, it's like the single book, exactly as you expect, the single yeah. book, then then the double book, and then this one, yeah. in terms of how easy and thoughtless you can kind of drink yeah. them. When I say thoughtless, I mean in the sense of you yeah, can just yeah, sit yeah. there and sit there and just sip on I it. I mean, we've got a... We've got a 500ml bottle of this and I don't think I could drink a, a 500ml bottle of this 
um, by yourself. I feel like it's a time and place thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like if I were on holiday, yeah. in the right place, at the right time, yeah. I almost kind of feel like, for me, it would have to be one of the first beers I have. Because I yeah. feel like this is way more filling as well yes, 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 yes. than the others. So it's, I feel I think it's like... More, it's highly carbonated compared to the others. Yeah. Well, which a vice beer is more highly carbonated than a lager anyway. Just generally as a style. I kind of feel like it's something that if I were on if I were on holiday abroad somewhere, like I'd be like, you know what, this could be something that I have with yeah. with a substantial like meal. Yeah. Like what I have with a with a dinner because it is like a hearty, more filling thing. Yes. Having it on its own at like a beer festival, for example, I feel like it would just be too much. Yeah. I yeah. just don't think I could do it. And if yeah. I was having like if I was sessioning, it's yeah. not what I could session. But it is very interesting and really good depth of flavours. Yes. yes. I enjoy it. Um, do you want one more fun fact about box? Only oh, always. So, we keep talking about goats and box. Um, it's also thought that these beers are associated with the goat because the star sign Capricorn is a goat and um, the time that Capricorn falls as a star sign is kind of winter spring time and that is the time when these beers are drunk as well interesting no that yeah. is a fun fact i thought it's a fun fact i wouldn't have even really like so i know obviously the yeah. star signs but i don't know them that yeah well that i'd go oh that's that one so go fact who knew goats were so important <laughs> well we've got to plow our way through what's the next one ice box next so e-i-s-b-o-c-k is the traditional spelling, but uh, you might see it's about as ice bock because it is a double bock that has been freeze distilled. It removes some of the water content, which concentrates the flavours and the alcohol content. Um, this is the traditional version from Kolmbacher. I've had this for a little while, so it's probably been aging a little bit as well. Yeah. It makes it more interesting. Let's see how it goes. Um, this is 9.2%, so it's not crazy high. Definitely the darkest out of all yeah. of them, though. But this, like, lovely ruby highlight, yeah. lovely ruby chestnut. Not much head on it. No. Oh, it smells like it's going to be aggressive. Dried fruit, <laughs> sissy. I'm scared. It smells like dried leaves, like autumn. Yeah. Like a slight bit of tobacco almost yeah. as well. Oh. This one is dried. A, f- it's very heavily like dry fruited yeah. as well. Figs, figs. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite it's, smooth though. For me, it tastes similar to a barley wine. Yeah, yeah. I would. It's probably up there with the barley wines. But I think that's like if somebody got this thinking it was gonna be. If someone was like box, I love box, and they got this. Yeah. It is so far. Like it is very different. Yeah, like from, your. I I know what an ice box is, so I'm a bit like, yeah, I knew what to yeah. expect. But. Your single box to this is very very different. I think it's crisper than a barley wine. Yeah, not as thick. I would say thick. Yeah, definitely. Well, because I've I've had some barley wines yeah, that are similar. So it depends on yeah, and it kind of like depends on the barley wine. But I think I've had ones that are similar. This is just as much of a sipper. It's very much a sipping beer. Um, what's the ABV on that? Nine point seven. It's. I feel, I feel like that tastes more than. Yeah, a nine. I think it does taste more. It tastes it's more like a alcoholic. ten, yeah. eleven, like between a yeah. ten and eleven, in my opinion. It tastes yeah. like the barley wines I've had that are around double digits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely a sipper. Probably good with cheese. Probably very good with cheese. To yeah. be fair, I reckon. Um, strong, definitely alcoholic. Yeah, I like. I feel like that. That's three thirty. I'm gonna guess. Yeah, too much. Three thirty mil bottle. When I say, if you're listening to it, yeah. I say that's three thirty. It's the bottle that we poured yeah. it out of. I feel like it has to be three thirty yeah. mil, and I feel like a three thirty mil on my own. I still, yeah, would be I still would for me. Three thirty mil. Too much. Personally. I think I'd have to be. It's not that it's too much because I do like. I think that there's a time and place to have higher ABVs. Yeah. And like, but I have to want to be on that journey, yeah. so to speak. And I feel like, especially when we've had a few beers earlier, and then we've had like these. Now we are. We've had dinner, and it's like late enough in the day. Yeah. I'm like, it's just. I'm like no, and I've got to be sensible because we've got to get up in the morning. So I'm just a bit like no, like no. Yeah. I I enjoy it. 
but it is not the mood that I'm in yeah. to drink something like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But it's really good, and I think that if you're a person that enjoys, like, for me, I'd be like, I'd, re- I'd be recommending it to people that like barley wines, mm-hmm. personally. Definitely dry fruit. Nice crispness. Quite smooth. There's definitely alcohol in there, but it's not too burny. Quite a dry finish, but yeah. I think there's also a little bit of tobacco, a little bit of, yeah. like, woody, earthy quality to it. Yeah. Complex. And then there's kind of like um there's almost a little bit of like that alcohol burn towards the back of it. Like for me, it's like you sip it and it's dry, and yeah. then like what kind of lingers is almost this bit of like alcohol oh. burn for me. I don't think I get that. I think I get more of for me to be fair. Flavors. For me, it's in that same way as like a I want to say like a cognac or something oh, yeah. like that. If you know what I mean, definitely rich. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's probably more what I mean, and I'm associating that like alcohol yeah. element of it with something like a cognac or yeah. yeah. But yeah, I I don't dislike it. I think it's just something that it's like you'd want to drink. For me, I feel like it would be something that you drink more like a brandy or a nice whiskey. Yeah, yeah, or yeah something definitely, like that, definitely. You I? definitely want it in a glass where you can kind of swirl, swirl it and open it up. I think yeah. swirl it, see it go through all its varying <laughs> ranges of temperatures. Yeah, definitely sip it while you're enjoying a good conversation and good company it's definitely like because I think that's what I did with like with my icebox I think I opened it over uh so my friend Dan sent me he lives in London and he got some bottles and it was a few years ago and he sent that to me we had like a secret Santa beer exchange situation and that was like one of the beers that I got was was the icebox and I was like oh this is really like I'm really excited about this. And the bottle looked cool and it sounded really cool. And like, I wanted to try Pillars because that's what I was like. Yeah. I know that they, they are quite famous for doing that. Yep. Um, and I think I like saved it and it was over the holiday period. And I was like, I'm going to wait till it's like a really good night. And then Rick and I just split it. It was when we were in the UK for Christmas. Mm. I think it, obviously it was like post COVID. Um, so yeah, we just sort of were like, yeah, you can't really have Christmas with anyone else. So we just sort of, sat there and enjoyed nice. a bottle and had like lots of picky food and yeah. watched TV and like for me that was the ideal setting to have yeah, it yeah yeah and it was really enjoyable because it's like for me it was like paired really well with a charcuterie board and just good company and it was 330 mil I think it was but it kind of that was yeah, enough, that's enough. That's <laughs> that was like need. the right amount yeah it's a it's a situation event beer isn't it rather than a you know Drinking lots of it, hundred percent. And the ones that I've got now that are like, yeah, the, you've got this year, that year, yeah. and the barrel aged one. Like, I feel like I want to save that to have all three at the same time. But I'm gonna need other people to drink that with me, like yourself or yeah. whoever, because I feel like I don't want to have, I don't want to have one at a time. I want to have them all together. But there's no way I'm gonna be able to drink all yeah. three of those by yeah, myself. Yeah, way too definitely. much. But yeah. Interesting. What What are your What are your feelings on it then for you? I like it. It's definitely a sipping beer. And yeah, I think it's an event beer, definitely. I want to have it with some cheese now. Yeah, I know, me too. I don't really have any good cheese, unfortunately. (laughs) So, these are quite traditional ones that we've drunk here. Um, But obviously, craft brewers do what they want with the the brewing process and what they want. Um, So, we also have a craftier version from Amsand, yeah, which sure. is a mixed fermentation version. Um, should, should we give that a go next, see how it Let's compares? Give it Let's give it a go. So, we have a mixed fermentation bock from Amsand. I'm really um, excited for this, actually. So, I love anything mixed firm in general. Yeah. Like, mixed firm, I'm like, yes. Bock, I'm like, yes. Right. Yeah. But I do wonder how close it's going to be to, like, the ice bock type level of... yes. So, so it says on here that it, this is a version of their traditional bock. It's been aged in second fill barrels for over 18 months. It's super crisp and smooth with hints of funk and deep flavours of bread combined with light oak from the barrels. So, I'd be interested. MF bock. And MF it's got the goat bock. on it. It's got a goat on it, obviously, because it's bock. So, so that's, that's kind of like, when I was putting it away, I was like, there's so many goats. Yeah. There's all the goats. Every goat. So when I got this, I actually got, oh, hello. Oh, I actually got two. Beautiful. Two versions of it. So they gave you two bottles when you bought it so that you could put one away to age. Because obviously oh, it's mixed firm, nice. right? 
So I've got one here. We'll see what it tastes like, and then we're going to age it and see. Oh, this is exciting! Right? Okay. I feel like I can already smell fruitiness, and I'm not even near it. It's a nice dark amber colour. I would say though, it's like weird because for me, it feels like it's like lighter at the bottom and then just gets darker at the top. And I would argue. That it's actually closer to, to the single box. box. Yeah, it's definitely sing- closer Comparatively, because now I'm just running back through the... It is still somewhere between the yeah. single box and the Vizen. It smells very fruity. Yeah, well, it's, when you poured it, I just immediately smelt like yeah. fruit. And then as you get close to it, it's like, oh, it's funky fruit. Yeah. Which is as you There's expect. There's not a huge amount friend. of funk, though. Um, there's a little bit, but it's no, not but I like feel massively like, so. I feel like it is that fruity, like woody, tart, like it, it is that similar like vein of that mix of like fruity tart, yeah, funk, that kind of comes together when you have yeah. a mixed firm beer. Yeah, like it feels like it feels on point for what yeah. when someone says mixed firm. I want to drink it. Okay, let's drink it. Ooh. notes from it uh, yeah it, so and that'll the taste be the, that'll be the oak well, i was gonna say that my my guess was that it was gonna be some form of wood <laughs> it's but very fruity you age Tart. things it's because like that so that that coconut note you yeah. can almost tell how it lands like when it's coconut as in a fruity coconut versus yeah. a barrel woody yeah. coconut um, and it is definitely like you can you can tell it. Yeah, that's, that's nice. nice. It's, like, it's it's really nice. I've got a little bit of a vinous note about it. Seven point eight percent. I wouldn't have thought like bark. I would have just thought it was like I don't think I would have been able if you blindfolded me. Yeah. And said like oh guess, blindfolded guess what it is. Yeah. I don't think I would say any form of bark. No. I probably would have been like it's clearly. A mixed firm, th- like it yeah. would be very clearly a mixed firm thing. Yeah. But as far as what style of mixed firm, I would be clueless. Like I'd probably edge more towards like a red of some sort, like a Flanders red or something like yeah. that. Like it's got more of that vinous note yeah. to it than a crisp, bready lager. Agreed. Not in a bad way. No, in a really it's interesting yummy. way. I would. I feel like this is the most complex out of oh. all of them. But as I think you'd probably expect yeah. that with what it is. Um, but very much like if somebody blindfolded you, did a blind yeah. test of it, and was like, no way "What is it?" Even with all of your experience, your wealth of knowledge of of all the studies you've done, like, would you ever be like, "Oh, oh no, it's a mix firm bog"? Oh, no. Like, I would have bet mix firm tick. Yeah interesting tick yeah fine like you said fine i could yeah. describe the flavors to you like probably something more i don't know lambicky or i would like, definitely go because it's got that kind of i don't vinegar almost, vinegar's not the right word but you know what i mean that, no like, but it's also like for me it's also not it's not really tart there's no real yeah. sharpness to it it is just like mixed like I would just yeah. go, oh, it's something mixed firm. Like I feel like it's, it's like clean, a nondescript, <laughs> nondescript complex mixed firm yeah. bit. And I can understand what yours, what you yeah. originally said about it tasting like almost going towards like a Flanders red yeah. because it. But it's not because I think I would air that way because I've had some Flanders reds and stuff mm. like that that weren't necessarily the most tart but were very very complex and had like mixed results of flavors yeah. and if they were barrel aged a certain way they might taste they might have those coconutty yeah. notes they might have um some of the vanilla note or su- some sorts of notes that are coming from a type of yeah. wood slash barrel that this kind of gives you so I'd go oh, okay yeah I could see that yeah yeah a hundred percent I think I would really struggle I would just be like mixed for yeah. Complex. Yeah. Interesting. No idea. 
I think it's my favourite of the night. I think so as well, just because I put it in a really like interesting, the least bot like. It strays away from the beer style guidelines, but it's lovely. I think, in terms of like what's the most interesting, unique, Mm. complex, because we're talking about it from the angle of somebody. Yeah. That is like, I, you know, we both like interesting, complex beers that yeah. bring something unique to the table yeah. so i think like for us this is just like very interesting and unique yeah when it comes to when we're talking about box like which straight up box well i mean there's no straight up box but you yeah. know what i mean like which yeah. of the actual more similar box for you i uh-huh. enjoyed the original box i think the best my... i think because I, I just found it very drinkable my favourite. So I do like the... I like all of them. Yeah. It's kind of like with your children. Different reasons. Just like, yeah, yeah reasons. you go like, oh, you're all my favourite yeah. for a different reason. I say that to my engineers all the time. I'm like, you're all my favourite for a different reason. Like, you're my favourite of this one and yeah. you're my favourite of that one. Uh, but really, I think taking the mixed foam out, <laughs> out of the equation. Put that to the side. I think... The ones that I could easily drink the most, regardless of when I was drinking it, where, like, time setting, yeah. all that. Doppelbock. I think the Doppelbock or... Yeah, probably the Doppel... I think, actually, it's the Doppelbock. Okay. It's the one that I could drink regardless. Okay. Whereas I think the single bock... Yeah. I could probably have that whenever. Yeah. More applicable yeah. to more scenarios. Yeah. But less... Complex and interesting as the top of Bach. Yeah. Whereas the uh, other two are probably more situational, like you want to yes. be in the setting where you can really enjoy them and take the time to enjoy them. Yeah. This mixed foam, though, is like... It's lovely. Miles away from all of them. Yeah. In the sense of, like, for, for what I like to drink. Mm. But I'm like, you can't use that one as the rule. <laughs> That's the exception, not the rule. I'm pleased I brought that to share with you. Yeah, I'm really happy about this. <laughs> I didn't even know. Yeah. It's like, you know, I really do like some of the stuff that Ampersand yeah. does as well. I didn't even know they did this one. And I'm like, yeah. So good. Yeah. Excellent. I'm looking forward to saving the other one and seeing how, how it, it develops over time. That's amazing. That's a fun bit of being a craft beer nerd isn't it saving <laughs> things and developing a job but it's difficult right because you've got like you don't want to leave it too long well I've got my refashioned from Siren which <laughs> right. I'm like I love this right. and I've got like two extra bottles but you don't want to like leave it too long and then it's no good but then also you don't want to open it like risk. for me it's like it's not even that what I get stuck into is like the refashion for example yep. which is the old like it's their barley wine that's yep. sort of mirrored on it plays off of like the An old, old fashioned, fashioned cocktail yeah. for me it's like i it was the first barley wine that yeah. i was like this is a like this clearly is for me when i thought it was not for me yeah and i've got two bottles so i bought a bunch um i, I happened upon a bunch and i kind of was like hold on to it to see how it ages but then it became like a, but you only have these left. Yeah. So like, don't open them too, because there's almost a yeah. pressure to be like, don't open them too soon. Right. But then also don't leave them too late. Yeah. And you're like, when is the right when time? When is the right time? Nobody when is the right knows. time? And no one knows what the it's right about, time is. It, 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 and it's, it's subjective, isn't it? Because it's like, it's the right time for you and your taste buds. It's a bargain, like, it, it's a gamble. Like, you don't know. You just don't know. Just have to wait and see and hope and pray. Speaking of hoping Ooh. and praying, I want to hope and pray my kitchen doesn't burn down because we're about to do something. I mean, we're going to have a guest star on because I don't trust myself with this to operate this tooling. I love you, but I don't trust you to operate no. this tooling. No, I'm not. I don't want to. Um, thank you. So Rick is going to guest star yes. in a minute to help us because what are we going to do with we these books? We are going to do and why some beer poking. Um, so there is a tradition where you get a hot rod and you put it in a bark. Now this is to it like it caramelizes the sugars in the beer, um, so it creates that Maillard reaction in the beer, so it makes it more intense. It also kind of makes the head a bit marshmallowy. 
Um, Solid. I think nowadays you see it more in the US than you do anywhere else. I believe it did start in Germany, but you see it a lot in, in America now. Um, you may have seen it at a beer festival. There I've seen the breweries. only person that I've seen do it was Siren. Siren have done it. Um, <laughs> and, I had and it. And annoyingly, it was like they had the last, like basically the before I got, so I was working at the stand, so I had, yep. they weren't supposed to necessarily be doing it per se, yep. I don't know. And then I went to go have it. It was like, we can't do it anymore. And I was like, no. I, really I have had it. I had um, Caribbean chocolate cake poked at um at indie man last year it was really good it does kind of intensify like it tasted like i mean caribbean chocolate cake is a great really beer anyway its own, yeah. um, it then made it taste like liquid chocolate with kind of a lovely foamy head on it oh, i've got good. some of the i've got some of the new three c's mm. which like there's one that's a mix of all of them. Yeah. Like, oh, so good. And it already tastes like liquid chocolate. So yeah, I bet it would taste it was, even better. It was, it was great. So but we're gonna we're gonna try we're, we're gonna, gonna try... go reset up in my kitchen. We're gonna yeah. try it. Basically, I tried to get it at London Craft Beer Festival yeah. last year from Siren, the stand that I was literally actively <laughs> working at as well. Um couldn't get it. Yeah. And now I'm like, you know what? Just do it ourselves. We when do you ourselves. can if at first you don't succeed. Buy it yourself on Amazon. I, I bought a beer poker. <laughs> Fingers crossed you don't burn your kitchen down and try it yourself. Let's go. Let's go. Um, so we're back. Uh, we were going to show you, well, we we're going to do a bit on the beer poking, but you kind of have to watch it. So it's not so good for you lovely listeners that listen to us. So if you'd like to see us do some beer poking off some box, head on over to our coffee account because we can do it as a bonus over there. Um, because it requires you to watch it. Um, we did. We poked a regular bock and we poked the um, <laughs> the mix the mixed fermentation box. Um, I like the mixed fermentation best. I like the mixed fermentation yeah. Yeah, as well. It, it was very interesting to sort of see how they turned out yeah. when you poke them. Yeah, the, it's an interesting conversa- combination of like warm foam and cold beer. It's, yeah. There's also the like, I can say. just the stressful element of you're like, oh, it's we when is it yeah. too much fire? When is it enough Troy fire? thought we were going to burn the kitchen down, but we didn't. It's okay, we're all safe. I don't uh, often do open flames in my kitchen, so. If you're interested, I got my beer poker on Amazon. Um, put the... Yeah, so well, I'll put that... I, yeah, I mean, just that takes quite nicely into our... If you want to come and talk to me, if you want to come and find out where I got my beer poker from... Uh, you can come find me at my beer school, which is Love Beer Learning. And we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and Pinterest. I'm usually on Instagram. Might be some bits about this on there if you want to come and have a look. Um, you can also come to my website, which is lovebeerlearning.co.uk or email me lovebeerlearning at gmail.com and I will get you the link for my little lovely beer poker, which Tori's been using as a wand. Um, Tori, <laughs> if people want to talk to you, about bock beer where can they get hold of you yeah they can find me on instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism and my link tree has links to everything else that i don't keep up with so you can find me on all the other things or my email i actually do keep up with my email because i don't really get much on there so that's okay um but speaking of keeping up with emails i also keep up on our email which is a women's brew podcast at gmail.com and i do keep up with our joint Instagram, which yes. is a woman's brew at Instagram. So. Could you poke a slushy? I think it's just me oh, I think that there's a lot of things that I would like to see if I can poke, both yeah. just <laughs> in frustration and yeah. with the actual and beer the poker. Actual poker. That's a bit fun. Uh, so, yeah, there'll be a lot more things. I feel like, like, what would you do if you poked a sour? Like, how would that work? Ooh. Or like a normal mixed firm that yeah. is not a mixed firm bock. What would that be like? Will it slushy? Will it be a poke? We don't know. We'll find out. Maybe that's my so new thing. Maybe that's my new thing. Will you it don't need a new niche. I don't. We don't. I need no more. I need no she more. She doesn't need a new niche. I'm, I'm the one that's going to get dropped, not her. Yeah. So it's right. fine. <laughs> On, On that, that note, note. Cheers. cheers.